You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today we continue on with our Arco Arena Memories Part 2. But first, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, New Works will be there for you with their 24-7 service. Again, for your plumbing needs and repairs, check out newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, on Tuesday's podcast, I talked about Arco Arena memories and some of my thoughts. Today, I'm going to give you my favorite moments, my favorite memories from Arco Arena as fans tomorrow will get a chance to go into the old barn one last time before it's demolished. You think about an arena that opened in 1988, and it was very special for me for a variety of reasons. Uh, I was living in Natomas, and Greg Lukenbill had invited me and other members of the media during the construction process to be in the building as it was being built at times. I remember standing on the dirt at where Center Court would be with no roof and the structure of the arena going up around us with cranes and tractors, and it was just so phenomenal to see that building being erected and constructed and then to be in it was uh, amazing and you know they built that arena for just 40 million dollars think about that 40 million dollars you know Greg Lukenbill and his ownership group did an incredible job moving the team from Kansas City in 85 the first Arco 10,333 seats and then the new Arco 17,317 I remember, I think it was the first event I ever was inside that arena was one of the greatest sporting events that I've ever been at, and I mean ever, and that was Tony Lopez and Rocky Lockridge, which ended up being the Ring Magazine Fight of the Year in 1988, and I had never been to a boxing match before, and my seat for that match as I was working at Channel 31, that boxing just incredible bout I was literally ringside in other words I could rest my arms on the ring that's how close I was as a matter of fact I got hit with sweat and I'm sure 
at least uh, a few drops of blood here and there because it was a vicious fight between Lopez and Lockridge. But the place was full. When Tony came out of the locker room and made the walk into the ring uh, with his patented song, Tony the Tiger Lopez was center stage. And that place, the emotion, the energy, the excitement, was unlike anything I had really ever experienced in sport before. And it was on national television, CBS, and Lopez and Lockridge came out in round one, and they went toe-to-toe. And I think it was in the middle round, seven, maybe eight, uh, Tony got knocked down, he got hit in the temple, and somehow, some way, got up and maintained his composure to make it to the corner, and the rest is all he needed. Tony Lopez winning the decision beating Rocky Lockridge for his first world title. That was as good as any sporting event I had been to. And I've been to them all, folks. I've been to, I've been blessed. I've been to some big-time events. But that energy, that excitement inside Arco Arena that day in 1988 was something that I will never, ever forget. And I'm curious, if you were at that fight, do you have the same memories as I do? But again, that fight was so good that it was the Ring Magazine fight of the year between Lopez and Rocky Lockridge. So that's first and foremost. And then, you know, a couple months later, the Kings play their first regular season game, and it was my second ever telecast as an NBA announcer. I began my career up in Portland. I'll never forget. It was Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler, Jerome Kersey, Buck Williams, and Kevin Duckworth, and Mike Schuler was the head coach in that small Veterans Memorial Coliseum up in Portland. That was such a thrill for me. But then doing the first home game, I remember, you know, putting on my tux. I remember going into the arena. And you have to understand that not a lot of people knew who I was back in 1988. Nobody really watched Channel 31 for their news. I would go out at night and Nobody would even come up and go, oh, wow, you're the guy on the news. I mean, people who didn't watch Channel 31 News. And I can't even tell you about the game. I don't remember that much about the game other than the fact that the Kings lost. I remember just being in the arena. I remember the buildup for the game. I remember, you know, David Stern with Greg Lukenbill and Joe Benvenuti with the gavel at center court. I mean, I remember all of those things. I just don't really remember much about the game because I was on an adrenaline rush uh, most of the game. And then for me, it was such a big moment in my young Sacramento career. Dan Vieira, uh, the radio TV critic from the Sacramento Bee, wrote a story on me and the headline said, Terrible Game, Solid Broadcast. And I was so grateful for that column because, again, I was an unknown in Sacramento and that gave me validity, that gave me credibility just uh, from that article. I'll never forget that from Dan Vieira. But that that was a moment, the opening night for the Kings, and little did we know that the Kings would be so bad for so many years, but it was the favorite place to play for just about all visiting players. You can ask anyone that played in that era. They loved coming into Sacramento to play at Arco Arena because there was nothing like it in the league. It was a college-type atmosphere. And it was. I had just come from Big Ten country. Lou Henson was the coach of Illinois. Bobby Knight at Indiana. Bill Frieder at Michigan. I was at all the big games. And then when I went to, you know, Sacramento in that 10,333-seat venue, I felt I was back in Big Ten. The atmosphere was very, very similar. And then it carried over into, you know, the Arco Arena too. But that was the most 
incredible scene for year after year, bad teams, capacity crowds, and then we fast forward to the 95-96 season. Gary St. Jean, the head coach, Mitch Richmond, the star, Brian Grant, Olden Polonies, who I had on this podcast a couple of months ago, the starting center. And the Kings were an eighth seed, and they took on the top seed Seattle, who had just lost the previous year to the eighth seed Denver Nuggets, and they had a lot of pressure. You had George Carl as the head coach, Gary Payton, Ray Allen, Detlef Schrempf. I mean, that team was loaded. And the Kings won game two at Key Arena in Seattle. Thrilling game, just a phenomenal game. Mitch Richmond on Gary Payton a lot. And when they returned to Sacramento for game three, To this day, I will tell you that's one of the most chilling, emotional, uh, feel-good, incredible scenes that I've ever witnessed in my 62 years on earth. That was as good as it gets in professional sports. The fans were in their seats well before tip-off. They were in their seats well before the team came out for the warm-up. They had already started the standing ovation chant while the team was in the locker room which I had never seen before anywhere. And when the team came out to take the court, the ovation was so loud, so thunderous that, you know, I got chills standing on the court getting ready to do the broadcast. I'll never forget the emotion of what that was like to be in that arena and that scene. And the only thing that stopped the crowd that evening during that period of time was the national anthem because the networks always had the national anthem before they went on the air. I mean, they the, the national anthem for nationally televised games, because that game was both local and national, they had the national anthem during the layup lines, and that's the only thing that stopped the thunderous ovation that went on for minutes and minutes and minutes. That was, of all the moments that I experienced at Arco Arena, as far as a basketball-related moment, that's my favorite moment. That's the one that I always talk about when people ask me, hey, what's the best moment that you remember from Arco Arena? And I always talk about game three in 96. The crowd, the ovation, the electric atmosphere, and the Kings lost a tight, tight game, and then obviously they lost that series in four games. But that was absolutely remarkable. So then you go a couple years past that, and they had a lockout in the 98-99 season. And Jeff Petrie had signed Vladi Divac to a six-year, $60 million free agent deal from Charlotte. They had traded Mitch Richmond for Chris Webber. They drafted a young kid out of Florida by the name of Jason Williams. And Pacer Stojakovic was going to come over from Europe after being drafted prior by Jeff Petrie and the Kings. And I remember that year vividly for a lot of reasons. I was asked to fill in on ESPN Radio in Bristol, Connecticut, at the end of August, the beginning of September, and I remember getting off the air at 7 o'clock, going home, eating dinner, taking a shower. I remember taking the red eye from Sacramento to Chicago on United, then from Chicago to Hartford. I remember going to the National Rental Car, getting the car, driving 20 minutes, checking into the hotel. I believe it was the Radisson Hotel right across the street from ESPN, getting there at 8 in the morning, sleeping until noon, Getting up, I remember walking across the, the road and into the ESPN headquarters for the first time and doing the show Saturday from 7 p.m. to 1 in the morning with Tony Bruno. And then Sunday, I did the show with Joe D'Ambrosio and Tony Bruno from 7 to 1. And I remember then going back to the hotel. 
I had a 7 a.m. flight nonstop from San Francisco to Hartford, or excuse me, Hartford to San Francisco, then the puddle jumper to Sacramento. And I got back to Sacramento on Monday, and on Tuesday, I got a call from the program director asking me if I would come in the next weekend. And I said, sure. And I was going back to Bristol, Connecticut, three weekends of every month until the NBA season began on February 5th. And February 5th was the start of a 50-game season, and we had no idea what was in store for us and what was in store for all the memories at Arco Arena. That team made the playoffs that year. They lost to Utah in overtime in a thrilling five-game series. And then, as they say, the rest is history. The Kings got better. They had to get over the hump. They did so. And then in 2002, they make it to the Western Conference Finals. You talk about great moments. You talk about Game 5. You talk about the Mike Bibby shot that gave the Kings the victory and then sent Sacramento ahead in that series three games to two. Obviously, Game 7 at home. The atmosphere was, as you can imagine, you know, through the roof. And the Kings lost in overtime. And that was a very tough pill to swallow. But that entire series, that game five shot by Mike Bibby, clearly one of the best memories that I have of Arco Arena. Real quickly, as we talk about the legacy of the Kings in that building, there were so many great moments, but I knew before anyone else that the run had ended when the Kings lost two years later in round two in game seven to the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was Vlade Divac's sixth and final year on his contract. Chris Webber, the year before, had had his uh, microfracture surgery, had come back and was a shell of himself when he did come back on March 2nd. And I remember standing in the general aviation, getting ready to get on our charter back to Sacramento. And I was at the end of the line, and Vladi was back there in Peja. Vladi was, had gotten a coffee, and Peja was eating some popcorn from the machine. And Vladi said, that's it, we're done. I said, what? And Vladi said to me, he goes, we're done. Our run is over. That's it. I'm like, you're, no, you're kidding me. He goes, no, we're done. He goes, that's it. It's all over. And I could not, re- I'll never forget that feeling, standing in the line after that game seven loss and Vladi saying, we're done. We had our run and it's over. And he was right. He left to go to the Lakers. Um, the Kings were a playoff team the next two years, but they were never the same and their run was over. So those were the memories during that era of the, the, the real great Sacramento teams. I'll never forget Mike Breen, the voice of the Knicks, in the early 2000s coming up to me after a game as we were walking off the court. And he said, Grant, he goes, listen, if you are ever sick or you can't ever do a game, please have your team call me. I will fly all the way out from New York to fill in for you. He goes, that's how much I love being in this building for games. I was just like, wow, the TV voice of the New York Knicks, Mike Breen, is asking me to call him if I ever miss a game because he'll fly all the way out from New York to do a game. I thought that just spoke volumes of what people thought of Arco Arena. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we now go from the run of the Kings where they could not beat the Lakers to April 14th, 2011. And we all thought it was going to be the final time we gathered in that great building where the Kings were going to be moving. They were done. And I knew the buildup for that game. I knew it was going to be emotional. I remember driving to the game with my boys in the car with my wife. I remember everything about that day. I remember doing an interview at 4 o'clock in the afternoon for KOVR, and I kind of got emotional during the interview. I knew that it was going to be an emotional evening. Uh, I knew the crowd and what it was going to be like. Uh, The game was a great game. It was a thrilling game. And at the end of the game, all right, I had already seen the rollout, the video, that was going to be the farewell video to the arena and the Kings. You know, Love Song by Tesla. I remember it vividly. I had watched it and... The scene after the game was amazing. The players stood out on the floor. Paul Westfall came out and acknowledged the fans. And it went on for quite a while. And as Jerry and I then were wrapping up the post game, the fans started chanting, Grant and Jerry, Grant and Jerry. And I knew right then and there I was going to have a difficult time getting off the air. But I also knew that I had a job to do. And I also had seen the video that was going to be forthcoming, that was just going to knock the socks off people. I knew it was unbelievably special. So Jerry and I are on camera, and I look to Jerry, and I can see him getting emotional, and I just kind of lost it. And then I had somehow, some way, with the chance of Grant and Jerry, I had to do my job and get us into the Tesla rollout video. It was probably the most difficult, not probably, it was the most difficult 20 to 30 seconds of broadcasting that I've ever done in my life. I did not know if I was going to be able to make it to say, and now love song and sign off. I, I, I really didn't know. I, I was, I fought through it. I got through it. And little did I know what the impact of that 20 to 30 seconds would be for the Sacramento fans and for the NBA. Mayor Kevin Johnson, who was, on his way to New York for the Board of Governor meetings, uh, acknowledged what a scene that was when he got to New York with the Board of Governors. Uh, Jason Hare, the director for The Last Dance, who also directed the 30 for 30 down in the Valley on Sacramento and their quest to keep the team, which unfortunately was never aired on ESPN. I went to New York for the premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. There was also a couple of showings at the Crest Theater. So some of you, although not many, saw The Last Dance. But in getting to know Jason Hare, he had said to me that there were two things that he saw that made him go to ESPN and say, we're going to do a 30 for 30 on this story. It's going to be great. And he said one was watching me and Jerry And he said to himself, you know, if we've got announcers for a team crying on camera, 
that has to be an incredible city with an incredible story. And then he said he had talked to Carmichael Dave. And he said after talking to Carmichael Dave and after watching Jerry and I break down on camera, that was the impetus to do the 30 for 30 down in the valley. And it's such a shame. It's such a shame that you didn't get a chance to see that 30 for 30 because it was spectacular. And to this day, it's one of Jason's biggest, biggest disappointments in life. I've gotten to know Jason Hare very well. He's been on my podcast. Um, when I go to New York, we go to lunch. We get we break bread together. Uh, he's a great guy, even though he's from Boston and is a Red Sox and a Patriots fan. You know, I can't really hold that against him, I guess. He's just a phenomenal person, and he is so talented. I mean, look at the job he did directing The Last Dance. But that day, April 14th, 2011, I mean, it will go to my grave with me. I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget sitting there. I'll never forget after we got done and the, the rollout video began, I just sat there with my headset on, and so did Jerry. I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I was numb, and I was not... I was not ready yet to greet all of the people that were standing behind us. So I watched the video, which was five or six minutes long. And then after the video, I still sat there for another minute and composed myself, took my headset off and got up. And I couldn't believe all the people that were standing behind us. I couldn't see the people because they put that screen up behind us, you know, the background screen. So I I didn't know how many people were still there. I could only hear them. And when I stood up from the table and turned around, I was blown away. And I I stood out there with those fans for quite a while. Pictures, autographs, whatever. You know, there's no way I was going to leave anyone until it was time to go. And my wife was standing there, my two little boys were standing there. And when I say two little boys, I believe my sons were, they were born in 96 and 98 respectively. So, I mean, they weren't that little. But my point is, my boys were, with me and my wife and I remember walking across the floor for the last time what I thought was going to be the last time and through the tunnel for what I thought was going to be the last time and then of course the rest of this history and then we get to the very last game at Arco Arena and finally saying goodbye in 2016 knowing that the new Golden One Center was going to be opening but So those are my memories of Arco opening night before that watching the building being constructed, the Tony Lopez-Rocky Lockridge fight, maybe the best thing I've ever experienced in sports, the game three of the 96 playoffs, April 14, 2011, Jerry and I on camera, and then, of course, the last game. And there are many great concerts that stick out in my mind, U2, Elton John, Billy Joel, I mean, I was at the Whitney Houston concert on New Year's Eve, which was great. Uh, Kenny G and Peebo Bryson was great. There were so many other phenomenal memories. Uh, I tell the story about standing against the glass for the Sharks preseason game against the Montreal Canadiens. And Dick Irvin comes up to me and just starts talking to me casually, the legendary longtime voice of the Canadiens. And I ended up joining him on the broadcast that night at Arco Arena. I mean, I'm on the Montreal Canadiens radio network with the legendary Dick Irvin. That was a thrill for me at that building. See, those are special memories that stick out to me. There were so many going to the circus with my family, going to the ice shows with my family. I mean, all of the great things 
that that arena afforded us. Those were some those were some great memories from 1988 till 2016. But those are the things that really stick out for me. I also did the inaugural season of the Sacramento Attack of the Arena Football League. It was a one year and done for Sacramento because of California liability laws. But I enjoyed that. There was indoor soccer that was played in there. I mean, there were there was something for everyone. High school graduations, right? Religious events. Uh, you can go on and on. But tomorrow, folks will have the last opportunity to walk in there and say goodbye to an arena that gave us so much joy, so much sorrow, so much happiness, so much sadness, but it was ours. It was in Sacramento. It put Sacramento on the map, and it was a hell of a ride. And I was blessed. I am privileged to say that I was there from the beginning and opening night, 1988, to the final game in 2016. I consider myself honored, blessed, and privileged to be a part of the history of Arco Arena. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's move along to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question right here on the podcast. Jay wants to know, why don't you see signing trades in the NFL like in the NBA? Because their system is just completely different than the NBA. All of the leagues have completely different systems. Uh, Blake wants to know, what's your take on MLB possibly suspending Trevor Bauer again? What are you going to suspend him for? What did he do? He was not criminally prosecuted. Yeah, he's uh, he has deviant sexual behavior, Okay, but both consented. They're both adults. What, what are you going to suspend him for? What it, because he's a freak in the bedroom? I mean, seriously, what do you, what's, what's he going to be suspended for? I don't understand how MLB could possibly suspend the guy again. I really don't. Kyle says, could you see Deshaun Watson being traded to the 49ers for Trey Lance and a pick? Would Jimmy G be a good backup for Deshaun? And finally, do you think Jimmy G would be a good starter should Deshaun be suspended? I don't see any way in the world... They could have Deshaun Watson and Jimmy G on the team for salary cap reasons. I just don't think it would be possible. Uh, yes, of course Garoppolo would be a good starter if that scenario that you talk about unfolded. I mean, he's been to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game in his time with San Francisco. I mean, Jimmy G, all he does is win. All he does is win. All right, uh, Martin asks, who is the best point guard in the NBA right now? Probably Luka Doncic, right? I mean, would you say? Is he the best point guard in the NBA right now? Josh asked, does it seem like Baker Mayfield is getting traded to you? You know, he requested, he requested a trade. The Browns did not 
say yes. They said no. Uh, you know, they're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They need a quarterback. I If they don't get a quarterback, Baker Mayfield's going to be their quarterback. All right. Big C from SAC. Grant, obviously, Monty McNair takes the best player available in the upcoming draft. With the Kings' deficiencies in consistent outside shooting, do you think either Dante uh, DiVincenzo or Terrence Davis is part of the solution, or do the Kings attempt to trade? They're going to still need more shooting, even with those two. Yeah, they are part of the solution, but the Kings still need to uh, change the roster around. Uh, Charlie asks, who do you think will go number one in the NFL draft? It's a great question, Charlie, because of right now, there is not a consensus number one, although in the mock drafts, they all have offensive tackles going number one. So it does not appear a quarterback. There's not that guy this year. Look for an offensive tackle to go number one this year in the NFL draft. Matthew asks, has the MLB scheduled too many doubleheaders to make up for missed games? They don't really have a choice, Matthew. They pretty much have to do it. Is it too many? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Dan asks, will Von Miller take the Bills to the next level? He's going to help. That is for darn sure. He is definitely going to help that defense and the Buffalo Bills. All right. Cameron asks, isn't it amazing players like Claude Giroux can play over 1,000 NHL games? It is pretty amazing. And Giroux, I mean, yeah, they're pretty pretty damn impressive. Alex wants to know, what do you think of Stephen A. Smith? I think Stephen A. has gotten carried away. I think Stephen A. has so much power that he now understands that he can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants without any repercussions. Uh, I like Stephen A. Smith as a person. I've gotten to know him. I think he's a good guy. But he's obviously got an ego bigger than ESPN itself. He uses that ego. And so I've kind of soured on him a little bit. I've kind of soured on him. Trevor wants to know, are the A's beginning to go through a rebuild? You know, Trevor, I don't even know what to say about the A's. I think it would be so painful to be a fan of that team. Anytime a player gets good, they're gone. And I I don't, the, the A's fans that are there are so loyal and are so true to the team. And my hats are off to them. But. Going through a rebuild? Yeah, obviously they're going through a rebuild when they already had a good team. Brendan asked, how crazy is Pat Beverly saying Anthony Edwards could be the next MJ? Yeah, that is pretty amazing, Brendan. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Hey, don't forget, go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for and today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company. For your audio, video, and home theater needs, just go online, Home Theater Company. I am so tired hearing about Kentucky basketball. I am so tired about hearing what a great coach John Calipari is. He's got to be the most overrated coach in college basketball. Yeah, he's a great recruiter, but in terms of coaching, stop it. Once again, Kentucky's out. They lose to St. Peter's. Who the hell are they? St. Peter's, number 15, beats Kentucky in overtime, 85-79, to 79. A 15 seed beating a number two seed. So the great John Calipari has one national championship at Kentucky back in 2012 when Anthony Davis was there. Think about all of the NBA players that are from Kentucky. Think about all of the tremendous recruiting classes that John Calipari has year after year after year after year, and he has one national title to show for. Think about that. Kentucky has one national championship.
championship since we turned to the year 2000. And that, again, was with Anthony Davis. John Calipari is as overrated as any coach in college basketball. I'm so tired of hearing about Calipari this, Calipari that. You know what? Stop it already. He's a great recruiter. He's not a great coach. And once again, it's proven in this year's NCAA tournament as we say goodbye to the Kentucky Wildcats. And that's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed my Arco Arena memories. And if you're going to the old barn tomorrow, enjoy and reminisce. Have yourself a great weekend. And thank you so much for listening. If you don't like that, with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.